0: G'day guys, just a quick intro before we start the episode, uh, just want to make sure people that are listening um, know that we have a Facebook group now, um, just look up Give Us a Spell podcast on Facebook, um, jump in the group, I'll approve you in there, and pretty much we're talking all things racing, putting in some tips, there's, there's some sporting bets in there for the basketball and stuff if you like that, and then obviously there's going to be a bit of chat come footy season, um, any footy bets people like, or footy tipping and all that sort of gear as well, but there's plenty of horses being Tipped inside the group yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, one of the boys in there actually tipped something at 70 to 1, which saluted. Didn't get on myself. Disappointing. Uh, but yeah, there's some good ones getting jumped in there. So there's a couple hundred of us in there at the moment. So jump in. I'll get you in there. Um, but yeah, enjoy the show. Here is our Ram Week episode. Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. A bit different this week. Um, I'm sitting at my house watching a bit of uh, Married at First Sight in the background. This time last week though, Tom and Kohai, both at my house, both getting um, a bit of a t-shirt tan for Tommy and a bit of a sunburn for myself just in the pool and we were shooting the shit, watching a bit of tennis, doing the podcast on the couch. This week, uh, we welcome in Gab as well, who's uh, who came in the other couple of weeks ago, um, part of owner of Steely, so he's joining us tonight. Tommy has covid Kohai is fine and at the pub. Gab's recently unemployed. And we also, the boys obviously had a big weekend in Melbourne. Um, they're big, they went to all the tennis. They went to the Big Bash. They went to the races. They went to the casino. And long and behold, Kohai is fine. Um, please explain, King.
1: I don't know what there is to explain. I mean, I think I, I purely thank my diet. Um. <laughs> It's just purely alcohol and durries, and I think it's just a flawless... Uh, I've been advocating smoking for years, and I think just... It's it defeated COVID.
0: How was the tennis?
1: Unreal. Like, I mean, I'm all tennis out now. Yep. Uh, I'd say Tommy probably agrees with me, but like going into that party, like the Saturday night off the back of the valley, um, we got there about a half hour before the first serve, and... You, you can just feel the atmosphere, you know, it was bubbling away. It was it was great to be there. And the first set was, you know, just she smashed it essentially. And then the second set that comeback was unbelievable. Unreal, yeah. And then just to be followed up by the Kyrgios, the Aussie Aussie doubles, you know, all Aussie final. Like, yeah. it was unbelievable. And then the Frocks and then, you know, just as you think that, you know, the Saturday that went for about five hours, I reckon, for the two matches. We get there on the <laughs> We we get there on the Sunday and you just go, all right, here we go again. Like I mean, this has got five sets in it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't think it had five sets in it, but you know, like especially, I felt a little bit deflated after Nadal went to zip against Medvedev, and then holy fuck, yeah, didn't that place just absolutely erupt? It was just you can't really put words to. I mean, the broadcast would have been fantastic, I have no doubt about it, but just being there in person, being in an absolute marathon of a fucking five-setter that went, you know, close to five and a half hours, unbelievable. It was
0: super noticeable on telly how much, like, booze there was from every we'd do a serve, we'd boo him, we'd laugh and whatever, and everyone was cheering Rafa. Was it the same there, or even more so? It
1: was kind of like, it's similar, like... I'd say the, it was heaps more serious when it came to, like, the body ba- ba- kirios match was far more kind of relaxed, almost, that feel. And then it, just totally out of the water, it was just far more tense when it came to the men's. That's right. what I felt.
0: Right. Um, how are you feeling, Thomas? You tested positive for COVID this morning, or Savo?
2: Yeah, mate. Um, it's... Yeah, it was a big weekend. Another week of uh, holidays planned, and now I'm, uh, no, I'm trapped at home for seven days. But me,
0: um, so happy to go
2: out like, yeah, to go out like that though was pretty good to see some pretty good tennis. Um, as Corey was saying, it would, as soon as Medvedev yelled at the ball boy, everyone was just against him even more, and just every time Rafa would score a point, the crowd would go nuts. Yeah. Um, halfway through that second set, Coe and I were sort of planning on what pubs we could make. Uh, before like before they closed and then all of a sudden yeah we I think we got to um to the casino until about 12 uh, about 2 a.m after walking back and yeah it was a good weekend bit uh paying for it a bit now but it's um worth it yeah it was was a really good weekend but uh, I don't know about Kelly's diet and that because I followed it in into a servo sausage roll afterwards. And <laughs> I still think that might have been the cause of the COVID.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. know
2: how he, he had a uh, little traveler pie, a meat a meat lovers traveler pie and he pulled up sweet, but um I'm still tasting that sausage roll.
0: <laughs> and, um, and Gab joins us. So uh, anyone that doesn't remember Gab, he was a um, sport teacher or primary, at a primary school, whatever, obviously shortage of teachers at the moment. And they went to, Chuck him back in the classroom to, I'm I'm going to assume me maybe year six to teach. Uh, it didn't last long, did it, mate? You threw in the towel and you're doing a couple of side projects now.
2: Yeah, Zach, um,
0: calling early retirement on teaching.
3: Um, <laughs> nah. No, I just got a few side projects on the on the go at the moment. I need to dedicate a bit more time. Got a property I'm renovating. Got all kinds of all kinds of things doing doing a bit of work, doing some videos. You know, I do those. Um, do a bit of videos for the sales, the yep. um, thoroughbred sales. So it's sales season, so it gets busy again. Got to get these videos done for clients. And, um, yeah, so busy time of the year, even though I'm on the, you know, picking days at work or days <laughs> of teaching yeah, here and there. But I'm just completely flat out. Um, but, you know, it's life. I guess you got to – all you got is time. It's all about managing time. But I don't think do this podcast about talking about my time.
0: No, uh, mate. We time. Well, it's – um. If it, if it all goes to according to plan, mate, you can buy some more horses. So you've done pretty well oh in the past. Wait, that's the plan. Um, that's the plan. The plan is now tonight to go through the Ramwick card. As per normal, we normally go to Tom for his first comments, but I'm just going to get a couple of comments once we've sort of wrapped up each race, see, see if he disagrees or anything with us. Uh, Steely is running. Um we have to wait until the last for steely anyone doesn't remember we were all chips in so excited for the villiers but we'll fucking get to there i'm still still reeling on that i'm sure i'm sure even you more so um but we'll get too to too, man, too, soon. <laughs> too soon. We'll get back to um, We'll get to race ten soon. But let's have a little. Let's go into it. Let's go um. Race number one. A little thousand meter dash. These are my jam. I love a little, good little sprint. Uh, J Mac on the favourite for a change. Um, up top for Annabelle Lady Laguna. That's into three ten. We got Plimstock, Timmy Clark. We've got Spacewalk. I know a couple of tipsters have already uh, put that forward. Deep Expectations there. That's been back. It's already like 11 bucks into seven fifty, And then a couple more uh, out, uh, bigger odds. Um, also, side note, Jamie Carr has made the trip up here to try and steal the English Millennium, but she's also got a bunch of rides throughout the day as well. She's on trigara for the Freedmans in the first. Uh, Gab, had a little look here, 1000 meter dash. I, I
3: actually really like this first race. Normally, I don't get warmed up till a bit later on in the car, but geez, I love this race. Um, First look, I saw Lady Laguna. That was a dominant win last time and I remember watching that race. But um, I kind of lean in towards Plimstock um, just off off the last run and just really knuckled down like you see horses get headed around the turn or get headed up the straight. Normally they're in their own right to kind of lie down, but it was a good run. It kind of lifted, sprouted wings in the last 50, 100 metres. I think it's – um, I rate horses that can do that. I've got – you know, if, if you can, you know, get headed and come back and then go another gear, I think you've got something special in the tank just waiting to come out. So excited to see the return of Plimstock. I don't know where you get five bucks about it, second favourite, I think. Um, but I'll be leaning towards Plimstock with, you know um, – all these two-year-olds—you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, excited to see Plimstock return.
0: Interesting. Plimstock, I think, got the best of deep expectation last start, and deep expectation is one that's been backed. So, Coe, thoughts?
1: Tricky little race. I mean, it's nice little two-year-old to start the start the cards, and you know, it's—I'm kind of leaning towards Gab as well. Like, I mean, Lady Laguna, I think, in my eyes, is a little bit touch under. I think it's kind of the Nation McDonald kind of under's price that you're going to get. Uh, I can understand the spacewalk money. Six bucks at the moment, and who the hell knows, it might absolutely firm. But, yeah, Plimstock at five bucks. Headed winds, Clark from a low draw. I'd have to think that it settles a bit more forward. It's just about settling. And, I mean, the rail being true this week, it, providing there's not too much more rain coming, I don't see any bias. I think it'll be a really fair track, and it'll be refreshing to see with Rose Hill it's been oh, a little bit leader don't rail. Start me on that shit. Uh, rail was absolutely hot. The last so two meetings, yeah. I, I, I think it maps Yeah, I think it'll just play really well in its favour. And I mean there's a couple of nice trialers within the field, but I just think the uh, the ones with the run next to their names roughly favouritism and yeah, Plimstock for five bucks. Don't mind that at all.
0: Plimstock fires. Um Cody did mention spacewalk. That ran okay, I guess, last when it ran in that um Whatever the fuck it was when it ran against the Jardin. Um, Tommy, anything to add? You can always just say no, move on, but what do you got, mate?
2: Uh I'll I'll give you a good stat. You know, I love my stats, mate. <laughs> um, day, seven out of eleven. Uh seven out of the last eleven of this race, I think, were run by Godolphin, the Dali plate. So um Shit. that's that's a good start, including Bivouac. So I think um, I'm gonna lead towards Spacewalk, the one that had to run um, in the breeders and then there's sort of they, those Godolphins are known for having a bit of a spell and then coming back a lot stronger and uh, starting to stake their case for their um, the slipper chances. So I'll go with Spacewalk there. The, the other two, I'll just say at longer odds that could be a um, chance for a knockout. Bez Marty ran really well, really green though, first up two weeks ago in Queensland uh, for Annabelle, Chad's Cofield on. And the Freedmans, they talked up Queen of the Ball last week, but they were even keener on Tregara. So. The, Talking up Queen of the Ball and the Queen of the Ball, I know there was a bias last week, but it ran really well. And then Trigara, um,
1: they even had a bigger rap on. So I'm, I'm keen to take maybe Trigara each way as well.
0: Jamie Carr in the first.
1: Can I, can I also state that Timmy Clark's won the last two years as well on this race? So. Not a bad, not not
0: a bad start for our TC to the get the job done in the first. <laughs> All right, well, Gavin, Gavin, Kelly, <laughs> Plimstock, Tommy, and me, spacewalk, Good Godolphin to get it done. Fingers crossed. Um, highways, fucking can never get them, but let's have a go. Um, uh, nine fifty into five fifty, good coin already. Donnelly and Hugh Bowman, uh, barrier ten, interesting. Her head start, J Mac, some J Mac money, obviously. Barrier seventeen, that's the uh, second fave. Casino Lord. No jock there, but um, look, it's named after nearly probably all three of us by Gab or for us. Uh, Billabong Isle, 8.50, Anathol. Look, we've done, I don't think Tommy's lucked that a few times. And there's a bunch there. Shelby 66, that ran around fucking Sapphire Coast the other week. Fuck, well, last week, should have won. Um, but, look, it's a huge... There's a lot of horses here. There's <laughs> a lot nommed for this race. Um, Koei, Highway.
1: This is real tricky. And yeah. you know what, like... I have utmost respect for Tim Donnelly. He doesn't bring too many up the highways, so his success rate's pretty decent when it comes up to when he comes up to Sydney. Uh, but saying that, I don't know. I've got a few question marks about the horse. I think it is a little bit untried, and to be five fifty in this wide open market, like I mean, I'm willing to gamble. Uh, head start seven bucks should be way more from barrier 17 in my eyes i know it's it goes well up and down as well but 17 even if with the couple of scratchings out still going to be really really wide i'm willing to take a chance on a couple of runners here at odds uh let's start with commando hunt commando hunt i know it doesn't have a really strong first up form but you know when it comes to it's drawn well, and I think this really, really helps. Check out the last Musclebrook trial, little to no work. It's fit as a fiddle. I think it'll it'll run well And last start uh, way back in October, it ran in dub. I think it might have been the Dubbo Cup meeting. I'm not hundred percent sure, but it ran really, really well. I know it was a odds on and it got headed out by literally a nose. But I'm willing to give it another chance at 18 bucks. And the other one is uh, a little bit down the field. Semi Calipiton on Marco Dreamer. Uh, drawn one, uh, handles the conditions well. Distance, perfect. It's had six starts, two wins, two placings. Uh, one for one in the track dis- track and distance. I think the fact that it's drawn one, it usually sits a little bit off speed, but is a bit more positive, I think. I give it a right old red red hot go at seventeen bucks, five bucks a place even. So, yeah, those two for mine.
0: Commando Honey's one I actually put up on the page. The Savo I had a chat with um, Brad earlier just about some stuff, and he was tipping it. He said, "Look, I'm, I'm all for it." He gave it a few pointers, and that was twenty six and seven. The Savo when we did it. So yeah, it's coming in, coming in a fair bit. But you're still getting six dollars a place, fucking hell. So eighteen and six. Gabrielle, you got anything for me, mate?
3: Uh like. I did like the way participator ran last time ran like a like a good horse like it you know ran in a big pack cruised through cruised through found a spot accelerated when needed to and kind of when trying to find a horse in these big fields you kind of want to take the chance out of and find horses that can do that um participator i I like it. I don't know if that price is right, as like as mentioned before. I think it's a bit of a wait and watch. Um, You never know what's going to happen. in The last two hours of betting could blow out. It could sharpen up. It did open nine
0: fifty, yeah. So there's been a bit of yeah. So
3: yeah. So either that money dries up and the market corrects. Uh, If money keeps coming, something could be on. So um, and also I also had something small Markwell Dreamer as well. yeah, all, all reasons stated before I'm not going to repeat it. But, yeah, they were the two I um, had. Um, nothing more. Just if I
0: kept looking, I'd confuse myself. So, <laughs> All right, those two. Um, Tommy, anything, Anathol? Uh,
2: yeah, I'll get to Anathol in a sec. I'll be quick. But um, Participator was the one, you remember, that it, um, it came to town and it was backed off the map and then they scratched it just before the yard because it got so hot. In the lead-up, it hurt its leg after kicking the gate, and that was its first run to town. And then they've spelled it, and now they've come back. So I have no doubt that the Donnelly Yard will have it ripping and raring to go this time because they don't want to come all the way from Wagger and happen it again. And as you said, Zach, 9.50 into 5.50, like, they are definitely thinking it can go really well and probably head towards the country champs after that. Just a quick couple of other things. I think um, there's, I think, seven dual noms in this race. So uh, we could get a completely different race by Saturday. Uh, And one that if it gets a run and if um, Collett is on it is title rush. I just know Cav, um, big fan of Collett, And if he can get him like we've seen on It's Me and a few others, Um, there's been a bit of backing for it. So I just think Cav might have one there. It's the um, fourth emergency. But if it gets a run and they do come to town, I think it might be one uh can't knock anathol either it's just got a bit of a bad gate and all test data silence um luke, i think it's luke clark the trainer he's he's won a highway he's only got like a couple of horses a real hobby trainer but undefeated first up does really well with his horses so i i it's it's a bit of a chance as well and could mention golden Point and a couple others but yeah i'm um, it really, really strong highway, and we've seen a few of these horses go towards country
0: championships and the like. All right, yeah, look, fuck, it looks tough. But like Tom, you said, bunch of you know, a dual norms. The race could look fucking completely different come Saturday. Uh, midways, these are bloody hard to pick. It's obviously over the mile. Benchmark 72, French Emperor has been backed pretty solidly. Chad Schofield, David Payne, 460 into threes. Tycoon Halley, a little bit of a drift. Brad Whitt up, Lennon. Lennon. Uh, I heard a couple of things about this horse as well today. Um, Williams is claiming two for Les. Had a little win at Newcastle last starts. So we got pecuniary interest at 10s and we go out double figures and stuff. I know that um, Brad Davidson, I saw him put out something when the markets first opened for Ice Crusher and it got packed pretty quick. So, uh, Gab, thoughts? Trigger race.
3: I'm liking pecuni- pecuniary interest at the odds. Um, jumped up to listed grade, I believe, last race. And then um, just kind of found found out and out of class um the horses that he was around when he was finishing they're pretty classy as well um gets back back in grade gets the claim i like it i like the odds i like the horse um like the barrier oh uh, you know the barrier is a barrier i think you know i think few of these will move oh, ah, you know the barriers i guess why you get the odds as well it all leads in light Lennon Lennon, I think race map plays important to Lennon. I think, you know, will be running on and, but yeah, needs, could have, need a, need a little bit go his way. And Canyon and Canyonero, strange horse that does this thing, but it bobs up and runs well.
2: It's true. When it's at
3: odds. I don't, I don't know why. I remember running really well against Steely one race. And I, it's never been a horse of bat. And I just looked at like what's going on? This mate, Steely's. You know Canyon but you know Canyonera can run well on its day. So, Gate Three, Robbie Dolan, I'd keep my eye on. It, maybe having something small in it because, um, yeah, can pop up, that. can pop up, can pop up.
0: Kowie, you with any?
1: Uh I like two. Uh, I can definitely make a case for both Lennon and Ice Crusher. They both come out of the same same race, I think. To be absolutely honest, Lennon and no, sorry, Lennon and Tycoon ha- Haley come out of the same race and. If I were to take one or the other, I'd probably be looking at Tyke and Halley or Haley, whatever it is. 650, uh, doesn't get penalized coming behind Lennon last starts. I know that Lennon gets the two kilo claimer of Chris Williams on board at 54 kilos, but 53 with Jay Ford, an experienced, you know, city class provincial jockey. That's a big, big tick of mine. Drawn well from barrier five. So that's a big tick of mine. And Ice Crusher, I could definitely make a case for as well. Uh, handles all conditions. I think I like its first up run over the 1400. I think it will progress from that. Trajectory won on that occasion and this week, it's. I know it's got the claimer of Tyler Schiller, but it'll be still carrying 59 kilos. It's got little to no support. I just think that Ice Crusher from a decent enough gate, I think seven's, seven's ideal probably. Uh, speed map wise It's very 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 tricky I think There'll be Just be a battle of tactics I think A lot of these horses Are kind of Off speed to back mark So It's just a matter of Who utilizes their barriers Or Who decides to be positive more But I don't mind backing Both of them At a decent price So Ice Crusher at 11 bucks And What was the other one Tycoon Halley, Haley At 650 I think they're both plays
0: Okay uh, Thomas Anything to add?
2: Shit race,
0: favourite wins. <laughs> All right, French Emperor. Uh, I'll have a couple of bucks on Lennon. It is a pretty shit race. Uh, race four, 1,000 metres. Love these. Malkovich, $3, a little bit of a drift. Callus. this is something I don't mind. Um, was 4.20 a bit earlier. It's now 4 bucks. Uh, it's obviously been a, a Melbourne horse. Last start was pretty tough in that group one where Home Affairs was fucking amazing. Um, but it did come out and win that. Uh, the group two... Uh, it was fucking good. I like it. of Waters there at six bucks. Jamie Carr and Annabelle Nisham. Sky Command was outstanding the other night um, at Canterbury. We did take a um, 42 grand bet on that, actually, and it saluted. Shadow Crush at sevens. NM8, uh, J-Mac at 12s. You've got to keep an eye on that. And Tommy Berry, he's on the roughie of the race, but there's only seven of them or six or whatever it is um, at 14s. Coey, what do you reckon? 1,000-meter dash.
1: It's a proper, it's just going to be who jumps the best, I think. <laughs> Genuinely, like I think no, normally I'd be totally deterred by 62 and a half Malkovich is coming, carrying. But at the same time, I mean, that thing leads for fun. It's all it does. It leads for fun. And I have no doubt that it's going to be exactly the same. Whether you want to take $3 is probably my question mark. I think that is slightly unders. I mean, it comes out of the, it comes out of good form races, really. Oxley Road down to Corfield, Halverson down to Flemington, and then it was in that um the Warra com- coming behind 11 11 So I think it's decent, you know, formalised to be following. First up record, I mean it's four starts, three three placings. So it depends what you want to make of it. I think three bucks is a bit short of mine. I do like Callus though, it's honest. I really do. I think Genuinely went a one down at um, Flemington in that Group Two. I think it was the Dane Dane Hill. I want to say it's the Dane Hill Stakes. Can't remember. Uh, lap full of horse. Yeah, it was. Just you know, like 200 meters out to hit the go button and just shot away and just waved everyone goodbye. I think it is a touch shorter for its preferred. And it's never won over the thousand, but I think with Huey on board, drawn one, you have to probably. You know, ride it positively. So I'd imagine it'll just sit behind Malkovich, maybe even outside it, and then just shoot for home at the point of the turn. So, racing two, but I'd be more more so inclined for Callis.
0: All right, Gab, Callis thoughts?
1: Yeah,
3: I think a lot comes down to how this race pans out. I, I'm pretty keen on Malkovich. I feel like he's always just had unfortunate um, runs, but something's been peppering. He gets weakened late and kind of just, just kind of building a little bit of a reputation for a bit of a bridesmaid. I think gate eight allows him to come across. I think Sky Command pushes forward, uses the lightweight, might make a break between the sitters, that are like the callus, the Wisdom of Waters who are going to wait their chance around the bend to catch. Hopefully they're all just winding up while Malkovich just takes off around the bend and he's already off and gone. Um, a few other horses, yeah, they're the ones I'm thinking that are the big chances to – catch but yeah Malkovich just to pinch it pinch it with the distance with a few others in the line pretty late um for a big prep head.
0: All right Thomas shit race. It's a
2: weird race. Weird <laughs> race. Um I I can see what Gavin Curry is saying about Malkovich but you gotta remember Sky Command I think is not gonna give up that lead and it's drawn inside Malkovich and it's got ten and a half kilos the lesser. Whether it can match the speed there but I dare say Rachel King's going to give it a damn try as well. So whether that creates like too much of a speed battle up front and sets it up for Kalos, uh, or something like Wisdom of Water as well, it, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, for that, I'm probably going to lean towards more callous just because I I think um, it might be a battle up front and just sets up for the good old friend and it could be a good day for the boys in blue.
0: That's what I like to hear, Callus. All right, race five, um, Thoroughbreds Cup. Uh, 1600 meter Yukon, uh, that's the fave for the Hawks, um, had a run, couple, couple. when was it, 22nd, came 3rd, um, we're bringing the Ransom 1, 420, we've got Through Irish Eyes, J-Mac and the Eustace, and uh, Kieran Martin, that's a 550, we've got Fleetwood Maca, we got the Ritz, the Ritz is down um, for Michael Costa. And Tommy's aboard, so that's um that's pretty interesting actually. Arctic Thunder's there, deal with me, Van Roy, Yardstick, they're all there. Not much happening money wise. A little bit of coin through Irish Eyes, a little bit of coin for Yardstick. Uh Gab, anything.
3: Tough race, some horses starting preps here and some horses into their well into their prep. I like the um I like the last hundred meters of deal with me. Um, racing sentimental, uh, Rose Hill. Uh, it just the way it hit the line it didn't look like it was going. Well. It looked like it was on the treadmill a little bit. But the way it just lifted um, says there's a bit under the bonnet there. By Dundee. Um out of a Kiwi mare, might get a soft track. Could the, could get the uh, easy run coming from uh, gate six. Timmy Clark, and then you hopefully can lift lift a little bit at odds. Nice. That's what I'll be going for. Won't be won't be playing big, but um, you know, bit of class in this field. You just don't know who's wound up, who's ready to go.
1: Um, yeah, that's as far as I'm going to look into that.
0: Koei, anything here? Anything, thoughts on the Ritz?
1: What's doing there? I don't mind the Ritz, to be absolutely honest. I think – so, Ritz and Yardstick have faced each other. I know that Racy Jones, you know, great jock, uh, will be carrying 51 on Yardstick. But abs- uh, the Ritz absolutely brained it up in the goal. Curve. Um, I think it won by close to seven lengths. In the, I know it was a class four, is my understanding, that ballpark anyway. Um, come, now steps up into a benchmark, grade, And that, this is pretty much where it gets a bit trickier because, you know, how do you weigh up a class four win to a benchmark 78 in Sydney? Um, Yardstick's yeah, been there, done that down in down in town anyway. So the fact that it's absolutely brained it over the – I know it, it is a step up in distance, distance but it will – probably midfield from barrier nine will probably be I don't know three back one out that kind of ballpark is kind of how i envision it um i do love the tommy berry booking and michael costa i mean he literally barely ever travels horses to sydney like barely ever and his success rates really 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 good when it comes to sydney racing so i am willing to take the 650 as a gamble i can totally understand why yukon is favorite but at the same time, 4.20. Do I want to take that benchmark 78 race from last start? Where, you know, bring the ransom, won it by a length. It has every merit to be, you know, 4.20, but I just wouldn't be too confident about the price. So 6.50 for mine, the Ritz.
0: Tom, you with any others?
2: Uh, just be wary of the Ritz. I'm pretty sure it's still nommed too. So I think he might be nommed in Queensland, but you gotta you got to be wary of Costa when he brings him down here. So if it do does come down here, Gotta be wary. Um I'm with the Ma Eustace runner. They've talked it up through this week, I think, a bit. Uh, first up through Irish Eyes, McDonald aboard. Um, I think that's the bet for me. Um, I don't I don't mind what Gab said about deal uh, with me. Van Roy comes from Melbourne, a couple others, but I think I've got to go through Irish Eyes.
0: Okay, through um, Irish eyes. Race six, the Inglis Millennium. Pretty cool race. and going around. Um, on the drift, though, open threes yesterday, already out to 380. Paris Dior, that's the J-Max Snowden combo. Fives into fours. Gnarly money for Baldino. Uh, Huey Bowman, Kieran Ma Eustace, at 11 bucks already in a six. El Padrino, I mentioned it earlier, that's 15 in the 9.50. That's the Ma Eustace horse that Jamie Carr's come up to ride. Zambezi River, uh, scratched last time. That's going around at 9.50. And then we got Extravagant Star and rougher Horses uh, out wider. Coey, English Millennium, pretty good race.
1: Hands down the uh, the best edition thus far in its early life, uh, this race anyway. I, I genuinely think that – I I don't know too much about the Sajard and Drift, but I'd be all over it, to be honest. I think it's just – from all accounts, Gary's been spruiking this horse, saying that it's come back bigger, a more level-headed horse, and, you know, like winning the Golden Gift and its other race, the two-year-old race anyway, the Breeders plate is it? I can't remember. One of the two, Breeders or Jim Crack. Um, I just feel that it just – Class will prevail. I think, you know, just the fact that it's going to be set weights, everyone carrying 56 and a half, I think it'll probably have the run of the race from barrier nine. It'll probably sit a little bit off speed. I know it's two-year-old racing, so they'll go gun ho from the top. I mean, I could probably spec a few of these, but not as confidently as I would with Sir Jordan. So I'll be all over the favour, to be honest.
0: Okay, Coey's with the favourite despite the drifts. Um, Gab? Yeah,
1: seeing uh, seeing the um,
0: starting prices, I was...
3: Initially against the jardin, but yeah, agree with Cody. You getting a bit more of a price about him, and hey, there's nothing short of his last run. He exploded through. Looked like a really good, like a really good horse. Earlier, I was pretty keen on Baldino. Tried well, you know, the Maya used to always Always a big rap on Baldino. Um, probably remember the last race of Spruiking at it, Spruiking and the um, I think it's Stablemate one. Um, but you know, last trial went, went well. They're talking it up again. Um, can only expect it to be, you know, backed in. And you got to s- sometimes just trust trust the leading stable like Kieran Ma. They're, they're, you know, they're big, big race trainers and would set a horse up for Yeah. So Baldinho and even Zajada, if it gets to a price, like I, I still think the price right now is really good, like for a good horse. Um, so I'll be looking at those two. Tommy? Yeah,
2: mate. Um, well, exactly what uh, Gab was saying. Baldinho uh, backed again because they do, they have been liking it. Uh, and it was El Paradino that beat it in that nursery, but Baldino um, had no luck, and Huey just sort of... It was actually El P- Padrino that knocked um, Baldino. The stablemates had a bit of a tussle there, and I definitely think those are the two uh, next Class 2 uh, horses behind Sir Jardin, so look at those two, but I think Sir Jardin, uh, especially around that 380, is a great price. Um, I don't think it has to be all the way back, I, I think he can sort of settle a bit closer as he did in the um in the break, uh in the gym crack. Yeah, I, I really like I like collard on it and there's a bit of speed in this race but set it up pretty nicely, especially if it gets midfield, good gate. Um yeah, a so jardin for me and I just don't know about Zambezi River. We've had two weeks in a row at stretch. It's stretched from another race today. Um again it was it was a promising run behind Sajardin um in that in that early two year old race but yeah I, i'd be shocked if it came out and um did something i i'll go Sajardin as
1: well
0: all right boys going Sajardin despite the rift the, can, the drift yeah
1: can i also say though i think something about zambezi river i mean something mustn't be right and if it feels like last season all over again everyone remember that horse Forbes? It was oh, just absolutely yeah. scraping in to get get the fuck in and it did absolutely fuck all at Canterbury to try and earn enough prize money. I, I just have this weird feeling that it's turning out the same way for the Harren Bloodstock team. So yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if it kinda runs this weekend in my eyes. All
0: right, yeah, so Zen River. It's Around the 950 10 buck mark, um, there's plenty of those two year olds though. So even Emperor and Sweet Ride at odds, they look all right. Um, first leg of the quad is uh, a benchmark 78. Joviality is one I like, but fucking hell, eight dollars into four, I don't like that part. Um, that's 390 now. Incredulous Dream, Tommy Berry, and Kieran Ma, that's 460. We got Steel Diamond, we got Van Gears. we got Saigon, we got Lady Banff score, and then we're at double figures um, happening there. Uh, Koei what do you reckon joviality i like it i think it's the best horse but fuck me eight into fours
1: i, I genuinely think that this horse and paul Ailey were kind of put up at the wrong price um i think paul Ailey opened at 420 and it got absolutely fucking smashed like no one's business and i think it's come to the right price i think that's just the i mean i wouldn't say it's rock bottom i think it could get shorter but i think that's the right starting price for paul Ailey. and I genuinely think that joviality kind of fits the same bill. I think just, I don't know what people saw in putting it at eight bucks to be absolutely honest. I think just the fact that I know it hasn't lived up to its quality or what they thought anyway, like it's run in genuinely, you know, Philly's group ones and group twos for half its fucking racing career, actually. So, you know what? Like, I think just first up, I know it's five starts, three placings. Um, it's going to be second up. It's going to be better for the run. I think 1,100 would have been probably too sharp for it. And the fact that it placed second and now you've got J-Mac on board, I think you're getting ticks all around from me. And I just genuinely think that there's so much room for improvement. And, you know, the fact that it's 390 still uh, kind of surprises me. And, you know, Rule of Law was disappointing last start and that's who beat it last start. I think you could take that form line and take, roll the dice. It's just the step up in distance and everything else, I think just works well in its favour. And, yeah, I think 3 is a nice price still.
0: Gab, are you in a grants with us? Yeah, don't overthink it. J-Mac Waller,
3: good form rule. Law keeps winning. j match motors. gets you know Maybe I might be interested in Saigon, but it gets out a bit more. I have a little play at that. But, yeah, j like, I'm trying to look around it just because I feel like I've missed the price. I feel like I'm, you know, I need to find something somewhere, but I just keep coming back and I'll probably take that 390. It's, you know, it's one of those things. Um, I'm with you. Trust the can, trust the jockey. Yeah. Tom, you
0: going to tell us we're wrong?
2: No. Um. So I think they said on Formline tonight that the last horse to win a race from this lot in this race was something like a couple of hundred days ago because, yeah, there's not a lot of winning. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but it was a couple of hundred. Uh, there's no winning form in this race at all. And I think Joviality was the last one to give us a bit of a sight, maybe still Diamond or Van Gies, but but um, mate, you know, I was on Joviality at a big price and just thought Waller hasn't given up on this horse. So it must show some sort of ability and he's it's running group one races for him before as well. And I think I, things just went off the boil last prep and he's, He's come back and he's persisted with his horse. So I would have much preferred it got up at, what, 23, his last start. (laughs) Um, But that's the price we cop now um, for a good run. So I think I I have to stay with it just – because I've I've been
0: following it. So, yeah, give me Joviality, I guess. All right. All for us, Joviality. Hopefully, just wins. Um, All right. Eskimo Prince, Paul Lelly. Coey was just talking about it just before. That's 420 into 240. Like he said, it's been backed pretty hard. Converge just had some bit of coin for it. Timmy Clark and Gay Waterhouse in the inside barrier. It's 460 to fours. Ranch Hand, pretty good horse, 750 to 650. And then we go out to Pretty Big Odds for Halal and Coast Watch and Cap Devant, Uh, Gab. Are you agreeing with Koyu about Paul Ellie?
3: Yeah, but yes.
0: Not 240. I feel like
3: it. it's the, yeah, it's the it's the price. And I feel like out of all these horses, the the distance suits Paul Ellie is probably why it's been back in. It's just um, probably the class sprinter up there where, you know, some of these other horses have uh, other targets. Um, Converge, I'm super keen to see Converge come back. That yeah. last trial. Uh, it looked classy. It looked like it had like been nurtured, like the Waterhouse and Bot had been nurturing a star. And that way it trialled, I'm actually, you know, I would probably be putting my um, two cents behind Converge just because I've just been really excited by it. And, you know, $4, oh, it's not much, but, yeah, I'll go. I'll take um, Waterhouse and Bot to take this, this one out and hopefully class runs away with it. Um, yeah, well, we couldn't watch it. What did it do course.
0: last year? It, did, it won the JJ Atkins, then had a break, yeah. and then came back and ran, I guess, pretty ordinary in the run to the Rose. Is that what happened?
2: Yeah, there was something wrong with it in that race. I can't remember what it was, but right. they, it did pull up with something
1: wrong.
0: Okay. Right away. Coe, are you going to get a push for Paul Ellie?
1: I love Paul Ellie and I think it is at its right price now, and not much to really add what Gab said. I think it's just... If you wanted the, the higher price, we've all missed it. I think 420. Fuck. I would have snapped that up if I saw that. But uh, 240, it's kind of where it should be. Uh, one that I would happily make a case for is I, I, I guess it's not so much making a case. I think I'm just more intrigued is the fact that um, J Mac is staying on Ranch Hand. Uh, he's ridden Paul Ailey before, but obviously Cummings opted for K Mac. I'm not sure what's doing there. And CJ Waller is gone. There's a few Waller horses in this, and he's gone. Hey, James, jump on ranch hand, and I think it warrants to be, you know, that kind of six dollars, six fifty mark right now. And yeah, first up record's really, really strong, so that's where I'm kind of looking at. Converge, strong trial, but yeah, I'm all over. I'm all over Paul Alley to be absolutely honest.
0: All right, Thomas.
2: Yeah, tricky one. Pulele, five from five at Randwick, Converge, just that trial was enormous, gets barrier number one. It's really tough. I'm probably leading Converge just on the price. I think you might be able to get a pretty easy lead and is going to be running it down. It's going to be really good to see. I think if you um, take Pulele out, but a lot of these horses are going to go on to guineas and uh, a lot of the same races and we're going to see a battle um, like we did um, as early three-year-olds. Um, one that could knock him out is maybe Halal. I think um, on its day, Halal goes pretty well, but it might need to run. And the other one at odds, maybe an each-way play, might be subject to Terrarium. It's the only one that's had to start this prep and um, come back again and blew the cobwebs off in its first run. And it might be an each-way play. But I'm going to go with Converge, but I don't think Pulele is going to be far away.
0: Yeah, I can't pick, so let's just say top two. Um, yeah, fuck, I still can't pick. Um, race nine is another 1,200-meter race. and impact, I think this is a pretty good bet. Um, I like... Gab mentioned before that when he, when you're trying to find something around it and you just keep coming back to it. That's what I did with Silent Impact. But uh, Malty, a bit of coin for it. Sammy Clipperton, seven bucks into four eighty. We got Rustic Steel at eight fifty. Liberty Sun, uh, Glenn Schofield for at twelves, Lancaster Bomber, and we're getting our uh, bigger odds. We, we, I love seeing J Mac at fifteen To be honest, J Mac and Walla. Coey, um, can are you with Silent Impact?
1: I just don't know, don't know if I can take the price. I mean, it's been it's been so strong that last win, mm. uh, and it's drawn it's drawn well. It's drawn too. Timmy Clark on board, like all the signs point to him getting the upper hand. Um, there's a lot. Of, obviously, being a, tw- a 1200 meter sprint, there's going to be a lot of upfront speed. And I've tried to shop around. I really have, but it you kind of keep going back to it. Uh, One that I don't mind, obviously, is uh, Maltai, but saying that I have little to no confidence. Uh, Doesn't mind the distance. Casey Fogden got that winner up first time in Sydney last weekend or the weekend before. I can't remember what the horse was saluting me, but regardless, it's got credentials. It's come out of a strong listed grade, good three-year-old company. Um, You look at last start, which was way back in September, uh, was about... Tick under four lengths behind home affairs and look what it's done so it merits a little bit of support but do I want 270 480 obviously answers is 480 but I think silent backs just the inform horse and I think just the barrier suits with TC books so uh, it's hard to look away
0: I think three bucks is probably around the right price like what it opened up it's only come in 30 cents or whatever but yeah uh gab thoughts
3: um oh gosh I hate saying like a broken record and not finding much
0: value here. <laughs>
3: God, it's it's. Apologies, to anyone that's listening to this, because it seemed to be picking a lot of short prices. Um, I, you can't silent impacts last run. There was a lot happened on that track. That traveled. That traveled well. Watch that horse move. It, it moves well. Oh, I'm, I'm searching and I'm looking, and there's just nothing that convinces me that if silent impact gets everything that should happen from gate two, T. Clark, I can't? really visualise something running over the top of it when it it's wound up. So I'm going to probably take Silent Impact and probably put him in a couple of my multiples um, for the day because so I think, yeah, I'll, I'll be back in that combination against a field like this.
0: I like it. All right, we go. This is the best race of the day, isn't it, Gab? So this is where your horse was running. It's the last of the day, over the mile, through the cracks. Uh, Rachel King, Angela Davies, it's 3.40 in from 4.40. So a bit of money for it. we got Mighty Beal for Waller and Tommy. we got got Lekeen. Uh, good money, Frosty Rocks, Jamie Carr, Bjorn Baker. Bjorn's flying at the moment, uh, doing really well. 13s into 7. So pretty much halved its quote. Purple Sector's is a pretty good horse for Thompson and Huey Bowman. Then we go to Steely, Barrier 11, Joshua Parr. Gerald, Ryan, Sterling, Alexio, um, even No Compromise. That's 11s. J-Mac and Waller. J-Mac's on some big odds, these ones. Um, I'm going to start with you, Gab. Let's uh, just uh, tell me your thoughts.
3: <sighs> gate 11, wide, I think it suits. I think all the wider gates suit him now in this class. I think that he's, he, you probably saw on Villiers getting pocketed up with other horses. He came from gate 4. Um swallowed up around the bend and just, just watch. lose all, yeah oh gosh, I don't really live it but hopefully um from this gate he can travel, find a spot like he did last race and then peel out and kind of get in that rhythm because I think in this class he needs he needs room and he needs to wind up around the bend, hopefully find him, he'll probably gate 11, probably jump in the first five, hopefully find a spot midfield or a bit behind it. Um, find a bum to follow, peel out around the bend, and then, um, hopefully, we're gonna see the best of him. You know, get a soft track. Um, 1600 is his ideal. I, think, I know he's tra- he's heading up to um, where's he going? The Paramatic Cup, I don't know how far that's over, maybe 1900, and then the Canberra Cup after it. So he's going, he, they're aiming him up, but camp seems like he's you know ready. This is optimum distance. Um, that being said, um, I Pretty wary of a few horses here. Um, no compromise, railed up. J-Mac, Waller, I can't believe the price had opened up. I thought it had been, you know, it was a flashing light last run. And to be honest, if, you were, if you're you backing it and they're currently on the tab, I think they're both around $11, you'd probably take no compromise, better gate, um, J-Mac on board. And I'm surprised it hasn't been swallowed up and pushed into um, shorter odds with the J-Mac factor. Um, the Lekeen, um, if lightweight. Tim Clark, if he gets the brakes, it's gonna be if there's no speed on, he can snatch it. He's tried to snatch it before in the and I think um, Steely's beaten him once when he's tried to snatch it. He can when he accelerates, he accelerates fast. And I know he'll be pushing forward. Um,
0: Frosty Rocks, so
3: Frosty Rocks will go forward as well. Baker's yeah. uh, the the Baker stable. You can't underestimate them. It doesn't matter what they're doing; they're always going to be there. So they'll go forward as well. They'll be in the top four. So I uh, I I would say. Top four chance, chance of winning um, depends on how the map plays, how where it fits into the where it fits into the field, and you know, with um, chances given to, I like, I'd be taking no compromise at those odds, and I'd also be taking LaKeen. So I know there's a lot of horses. Sounds there. like a trifecta. No compromise at Le um, through the cracks. Oh, I go see him win at sixteen hundred for him to be at the three dollars forty. He's got to win at sixteen hundred first.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> K- uh I genuinely think we had this convo before we started recording, but I genuinely think that Steely at 11s is great price. I think, um, I won't reiterate too much, but I think if Frosty Rocks comes out humming out of the, um, the barriers, <laughs> it's got a perfect backside to follow or sit outside of. Um, I guess there is a little bit of... Question marks with quite a few of these runners. I think it's a really level-pegged field, and just the fact that through the cracks is 340. I I, I genuinely think that's unders. Um, I know it comes out of pretty much the same form races as Steely, but figuring better on paper. Uh, But would I be taking 340 through the cracks? Probably not. It's probably going to have to ride for luck, and genuinely it might be stuck behind too many backsides to – Get lucky, really. It's kind of how I see it. Um, quite a few from out wide, like Steely, like, you know, Frosty Rocks, like Purple Sector, that are going to be trying to vie for position anyway. And it, I think Through the ra- Cracks would have to genuinely get so lucky to split the field. And I know it's got Rachel King on board, but I just think that, that 340, I anticipate that drifting. Looking the levels is really, uh, sorry, at sixes is probably. What I'm looking at, really, uh, rock bottom weight. I know we've spoken about TC, and TC could absolutely have a fill-up on Saturday. Could, and I'd imagine decent price on the jockey challenge anyway. Um, last start win was strong. Uh, the, it's one on the track and distance before. It's going to be, what's this, sixth up in this campaign. So it's come to the, you know, it's probably one of its last runs for this campaign anyway. Handles, if it stays good or dry anyway by that stage of the day, it's got every right. It'll probably be a little bit more positive than usual from barrier four it'll probably try and sit or settle about uh, two or three back one out. I'm hoping. And if that were to be the case, that's perfect. I think it will have the last crack and bolt in, but yeah, I think if I were to make a bet, it'll be steely each way or looking for the, for the win. Tommy. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good race to finish the day. Um,
2: I'm just looking, I think there's only one or two horses that haven't come out of a uh, group or listed form going into this race. So, mate, um, I, I, I can't talk anyone out of back in Sealy. I, I think that's the form going into this race. You look at a, a few coming out of that race, that he, you're getting a good price. Things like Steely and the other one out of that race, it, which uh, it didn't do too much until it was sort of hitting the line late, was Lure Me In is the other one I, I could take a bit of a price for. It to improve second up. But, um, no, nah, Steely right in it. Mighty Bill is probably the other one, whether it's just run, one run too long into its prep, but wide, wide open race. I think um, I think it'll be
0: a really good finish to the Quaddy. All right. Yeah, it is a pretty sick race. Um, fingers crossed, Gabby. $11. All right. Well, it's that time of the night that we are... Uh Find a multi. All right, multi-time. Uh, I think we're all going um, some pretty good odds at the moment. Uh, my first leg is Commando Hunt. That was the bit of a roughie that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. And this afternoon when I said it, it was fucking 26 and $7. It's now $14 and $4.40 a place within the last... Forty minutes, So that's pretty annoying, but that's going in for a place. I'm going callous to win, to beat Malkovich in race four, and I think Silent Impact just wins race number nine. You're getting $48.52. We'll round it up to 50 to one. If I chuck in Steely at the end, I'm getting 150 to one, but I'm not doing that. Not confident. Uh, Gab, your multi...
3: Uh, I'm a bit wary of your uncom- uh, incompetence in there. there. I should have just gone go in because he's definitely placing, and that's what's going to anchor this multi. Anyway, we're going to start it off. Plimstock started off. We're going to go nice and safe here. I think he's going to be top two, Plimstock. So Plimstock to place just to kick you off, get a bit of momentum. We're then going to push to uh, Malkovich. Now, Malkovich will either win or just get nosed out, as he always does. I can picture that happening probably by Callis, so both our multis get up. Um, and then we're a silent impact just to gallop its way to a nice cruisy victory. Um, Timmy Clark, best bet of the day, is going to cruise through. And then we're going to be all sitting on the end of the bed watching Steely. <laughs> He's going to rattle down the outside. He's going to get in the top three. It's going to be game over. will be shearing. The multi gets up and Steely, oh, he won't be winning. He'll be winning, but yeah, top three just to be safe. Top just three. to get the multi.
0: Top three. Yeah, to $3.
3: $3.10 $3, $10 to place in the tab. I'd, I'd take that $3.10. It's a, it's a nice little... What's the multi I bet on shorter, let's say that.
0: What are we at, like 40s? We're
3: sitting at uh, 27s. Ah. 27s. So two sorry. places. Three places, actually. Four places. Yeah, three places and a win.
1: Oh, yeah. Except sorry. for Don. Uh, Kohai, your multi. Uh, three win bets. Let's go Joviality to win, Paul Lely to win. And then to anchor it, a horse that I've been following, Desert Icon down at Caulfield to win. It Gives like you about $30.88. Fuck, I forgot
0: about Joviality. Um, Thomas?
1: Yeah, um, I couldn't put
2: Joviality in a multi, in a Best Beds multi, but um, I've gone to Sajard and I've gone Silent Impact. Um, we've all spoken about the uh, likes of those two. And then I think French Emperor as well, you're getting three bucks for it. So it's about a $30 uh, multi. I've got a 1.08 multiplier with it, which is, uh, means it's in with a chance. And another tip for you guys, no matter how hungry you
1: are, do not eat a servo sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> and and smoke durries is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Did yeah, you smoke no, durries no, too, Tom? No, no, no. Oh, I was didn't. hoping you no. did.
0: I was hoping for a bit of bit of vision of Tom sucking one back. <laughs> too good. No, is, <laughs> they're,
1: they're, the X, that. That, that's an X-rated film, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they're the best. <laughs> um, all right, well. Thank you, boys. Uh, Tom, get better. Gab, all the best. Fingers crossed. And Coey, enjoy the pub. Most certainly. Go, Steely. Thanks.
3: Go, the boys. home boys. The last. 6 o'clock p.m. It will be the way to start a Saturday night, I reckon. 6 o'clock by 6.30, we're back at the servo, getting the durries, getting the sausage rolls. we'll be back on that horse.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me. It'll
1: it'll, it'll be worth the price of COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we're all going to have to be on it now. All right. Fingers crossed. All right, boys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Say it, boys. Say hey, it, right.